Today, I want to talk to you about Jesus, just Jesus, Matthew 4, 23, and Jesus went about all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases among the people. Then his fame went throughout all of Syria, and they brought to him all the sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics and paralytics, and he healed them all. Great multitudes followed him from Galilee and from Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan River. I want to reiterate, and his fame went forth throughout all the world. Author and theologian A.W. Tozer said, What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us, the most important thing to us. The perspective and the understanding that we have about Him and heaven is of utmost importance. And today my prayer is this, that you would leave this podcast knowing who he is. Because so many people have a misconception or a skewed view of the character of God. So many people think that he's an egotistic maniac who's always in a bad mood. Others think Jesus is quick to impede judgment upon every person who does something wrong. So many people think he's a sissy and, and, and he doesn't care about what we do. But these ideologies could not be further from the truth. Our perception is skewed. So many people think that he's weak. God is, is out there in another world that he doesn't, he really doesn't have any compassion towards his children. But I'm telling you, this could not be further from the truth. This reminds me of a thief who broke into a house late one night, and as he was walking through the dark, he heard a whisper that said, Jesus is watching you. He stopped dead in his tracks only to move on after a few moments. And as he kept tiptoeing through the living room, he heard the same thing again. But this time, a little louder. Jesus is watching you. He quickly pulled out his flashlight and shined it in the corner only to realize it was a parrot on a perch. As he smirked, the parrot said it really sarcastically the third time. I said, Jesus is watching you. The thief lowered his flashlight and saw a, a big pit bull snarling up under his breath. And the parrot said, get him, Jesus. Sad but true. That's how many how so many people see Jesus holding a sledgehammer in the sky, always angry and out to pay recompense for all the wrong that they have done in their life. But that could not be farther from the truth. That's how I used to feel. I thought that pastors were, were unapproachable like the Pope, and the Bible was boring, but, but this is not true. The Bible is better than the Andy Griffith show. Come on, somebody. Listen to what the inerrant, infallible Word of God has to say about the Son of God. For the fruit of the Spirit is love, 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 pure joy, perfect 
peace. He's patient with you and me. He's kind. He's good. He's gentle. He's faithful. And thankfully, he is self-controlled. Listen to the attributes of God in 1 Corinthians 13 in the Amplified Version. God is love. God is patient. God is kind and thoughtful. And he's not jealous or envious. God does not brag. God isn't proud or arrogant. He's not rude or self-seeking. I like this one. He's not overly sensitive or easily angered. He doesn't keep a record of our wrongs. Hallelujah. He does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices with the truth. God bears all things regardless of what may come your way. God believes all things looking for the best in every person. He hopes all things remaining steadfast in difficult situations. And yes, God endures all things. And he never fails, nor will he ever fade or pass away. Can we take a praise break today? If you want to know who God is, read your Bible. God is steadfast and true, and you can trust him today. He's going to take care of you. If God be for you, who can be against you? For greater is he who lives in you than he that lives in the world. Our God is greater than anything that you or your family could be facing today. Psalms 116, for the Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of He's overflowing with compassion. This is the temperament of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He's quick to forgive, slow to anger. He's long-suffering with the saints. I'm telling you today, I heard a story of a little girl who grabbed her crayons and said, Mom, I'm going to draw a picture of God. And her mom said, Honey, nobody knows what God looks like. And she said, Well, they will when I'm done. And that's my plan today as I paint a picture of what God looks like. There's nothing that could, could be more true. The God of heaven, he loves you. The book of Romans says that his loving kindness brings us to repentance, not his fury and wrath. If you want to know what God looks like, just look it Jesus. I can't wait to meet him face to face. I can't wait for the day that my kids get saved. Come on, somebody. I can't wait to see God move in a mighty way. For God told Moses that no one can look at me in the face and live. Exodus 33. John 1.18 said that no man has seen God at any time in history. But all through the scripture we see how God manifested himself to humanity. But how did he do it? I'm so glad you asked. Through his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. It was Jesus who appeared to Abraham in Genesis 12, when God made a covenant with man. It was Jesus who appeared to Moses and the 70 elders in Exodus 24. It was Jesus who appeared to Joshua with a drawn sword in Joshua 5. It was Jesus who Isaiah saw on his throne, high and lifted up in Isaiah chapter 6. It was Jesus who wrestled with Jacob in Genesis 32, 25. Jacob called that place 
panio, which means I saw God face to face. Who did he see? I'll tell you who he saw. He saw Jesus. And in that moment, he met his maker. And, and Jesus changed everything for Jacob. And Jesus can change everything for you. This, this experience is called a theophany. 67 times in the scripture, we see how Jesus manifested himself to humanity. See, my worst day with Jesus is better than my best day in the world. Jesus is the very image of the invisible God. How many of you are looking forward to the day when you get to meet Jesus face to face? The Bible tells us exactly who he is. And I want to paint a picture in your spirit today because Jesus, my friend, is near. Revelation chapter 1 verse 12 through 18 says that I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me and on turning I saw seven golden lampstands and in the midst of the lampstands one like the son of man clothed with a long robe and with a golden sash around his chest. The hairs on his head were white like white wool and snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze refined in a furnace and his voice was like the roar of mighty waters and in his right hand he held seven stars. From his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword and his face, his face was like the sun shining in full strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as a dead man. But he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last, the living one. I died, but behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys to death and Hades. Revelation chapter 19, verse 11 through 16. Then I saw heaven opened up, and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like flames of fire, and on his head are many diadems, and he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood, and the name by which he is called the Word of God. And the armies of heaven arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. Come on, somebody. And from his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. And he will rule them with a rod iron. And he will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of the God Almighty. And on his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of Kings. Can you say that with me? King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Everybody wants to know what God has to say. And this is what God has to say about His Son. And you know, I thought recently everybody is going to go to heaven, but not everybody is going to stay there. Now is the time to get ready to meet your Maker. Don't wait until it's too late. Bow now or bow later, but one way or another, you're going to bow. And I would rather do it with my self-will then be forced at his feet. I'm telling you, Jesus is coming back 
soon. And there's been countless stories in the news recently about Jesus and how he is revealing himself to people all the way around the world. Jesus is manifesting. He is still manifesting himself, especially in the Muslim world. According to the Quran, only a priest or a prophet can hear from God unless it is through a dream. And Jesus himself has been appearing to average ordinary people while they are sleeping. And the encounter is so real that they are placing their faith in him. There's a mighty harvest to be reaped, my friend, in the Middle East. A few years ago, I was preaching in Liverpool, England, and I preached at an Iranian church. And this born-again Muslim man, he, he, he got saved and he planted a church. And many of you know that there are many, many Muslims in Europe. Um, there are many mosques in Europe, but God's doing a mighty work. So this man planted a church in Liverpool, and we went, and we had a big outreach on Sunday morning, and a bunch of Iranian college, college students showed up that day, had never been to church before. And when I gave the altar call, every one of them came to the altar to receive Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. But the best part was one of the girls ran up to me as I was getting ready to pull out of the parking lot. I rolled down my window and she stuck her head in with her cell phone and said, Pastor Chance, will you please tell my brother what you just told us in church about salvation? And I said, sure. She handed me her cell phone. This guy got saved over the phone sitting in one of the most pagan nations on the planet. And somebody needs to say, God knows my number. Yes, God knows your name. He knows your pain. He knows exactly what you need today. And nothing is impossible to those who would place their faith in his hands. I'm telling you, see, Jesus is the missing piece. He knows your need. My daughters used to love to put puzzles together when, when they were little. And, and, and they weren't big puzzles, 500-piece puzzles. No, they were like 5- to 10-piece puzzles. And it seemed like almost every time victory and glory would get the puzzle put back together, there was always a missing piece. And we would get down on our knees and we would search, we would search the floor up under the couch. And the puzzle, I found out, is a lot like life. We do our best to put the puzzle pieces together. We search and we fight and we're looking for the right fit, if you will. We're looking for the right husband. We're looking for the, the perfect wife, impossible, the perfect job. Many times we're looking for the next best thing. But I've got good, for, good news for you today. God is holding the missing piece, and his name is Jesus. And I want you to meet him if you've never met him. He's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. He's a wonderful counselor, a mighty God. He's the everlasting Father. Do you know him? Blaise Pascal said that there's a, a, a God-shaped hole in every person's heart that only he can feel. Friend, Jesus Christ is the missing piece. Psalms 124 says, Who is this King of glory? And the Bible tells us who he is. 
is. And I would encourage you to find Jesus, to go on this treasure hunt, if you will, to find Jesus in every epistle, for he is hidden in plain sight. Stay with me. In Genesis, he is the seed of Abraham. In Exodus, he is the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he is our faithful high priest. In Numbers, he is the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. In Deuteronomy, he is the prophet likened unto Moses. In Joshua, he is the captain of our salvation. In Judges, he is our justice and our judge. In Ruth, he is our kinsman redeemer. In First and Second Samuel, he is our prophet. In, in First Kings and Chronicles, he is our reigning king of kings. In Ezra, he is the scroll and our scribe. In Nehemiah, he is the rebuilder of broken down walls. In Esther, he is our Mordecai. In jo Job, he is our day spring from on high. In Psalm, he is the Lord our shepherd. In Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, I'm telling you, he is a world of wisdom. In Song of Solomon, he is our bridegroom. In Isaiah, he is the Prince of Peace. In Jeremiah, he is the righteous judge. In Lamentations, he is the weeping prophet. In Ezekiel, he's the mighty four-faced man. In Daniel, he is the fourth man in the fiery furnace. Somebody say amen. In Hosea, he is the faithful husband forever married to the backsliding saint. In Joel, he is the baptizer with the Holy Ghost and fire. In Amos, he is our burden bearer. In Obadiah, he's mighty to save. In Jonah, he is our great foreign missionary today. In Micah, he is the messenger that has beautiful feet carrying the gospel. In Nahum, he is the avenger of God's elect. In Habakkuk, he is God's evangelist, crying, revive thy work in the midst of our years. In Zephaniah, he is our savior. In Haggai, he restores God's lost heritage. In Zechariah, he is the forever fate fountain in the house of David. And in Malachi, he is the son of righteousness rising with healing in his wings. Can somebody take a praise break with me today and say, Jesus, just Jesus, where in the world would we be without Jesus? In the Old Testament, he's Jesus Christ concealed. But in the New Testament, he's Jesus Christ revealed. In Matthew, he's the Messiah. In Mark, he's the wonder worker. In Luke, he is the Son of Man. In John, He is the Son of God. In Acts, He's the fire of the Holy Spirit. In Romans, He's our justifier. In 1 Corinthians, He's the gift of God. In Galatians, He is the Redeemer from the curse of the law. In Ephesians, He is the Christ of unsearchable riches. In Philippians, He is the God who supplies all of our needs. In Colossians, He's the Godhead bodily. In 1 and 2 Thessalonians, He's our soon coming King. In 1 and 2 Timothy, He is our mediator between God and man. In Titus, he is our faithful pastor. In Philemon, he is the friend that stick closest 
to a brother. In Hebrews, he is the blood of the everlasting covenant. In James, he's the great physician. I hope you're taking notes. In First and Second Peter, he is the chief shepherd who will soon appear with a crown of unfading glory. In First, Second, Third John, he is everlasting love. In Jude, he is the Lord coming with ten thousands of his saints. And in Revelation, he is the King of Kings. We read it, Hallelujah! And he is the Lord of Lords. Who is this King of Glory? He's the Lord strong and mighty. With somebody give him a hand clap of praise we bless you today we honor and we adore you just Jesus nothing more nothing less say it again just Jesus Jesus means to save Christ means the anointed one and when you put them together I'm telling you you've got an unstoppable force down deep in your soul Jesus is the father's only message obviously and the Holy Spirit loves to come when you lift him up when you read the Bible, try to find Jesus. When you roll out of bed, fellowship with Jesus. When you've had a hard to day believing for the best, focus on Jesus. He's not a fairy tale. He's not a figment of your imagination. He's not a cynical's dream. No, he's a real person. And you were made in his image, which means you're awesome because of Jesus. What's the meaning of life? Jesus. The earth is in orbit, revolving around the sun, the S-O-N, therefore it should not be revolving around you. Jesus is the centerpiece of all creation, and creation is crying out for the day that it will be redeemed. And people are crying out all around the world to idols of wood and stone, flesh and bone. People have idols in their heart and idols in their home. Unfortunately, these gods have eyes, but they cannot see. They have ears, but they cannot hear. They are helpless and hopeless. There's only one and true living God, and His name is Jesus. Don't be a narcissist. Be a Jesusist. See, you can call upon the name of yourself and you will not be saved. You can call upon the name of Buddha, Muhammad, Confucius, Lord Shiva, Brahma, Joseph Smith. You can call upon, a, call upon all of these so-called prophets and you will not be saved, healed, or set free. But there is a name that is above every name and it's the only name by which man can be saved. And it's the most precious and most powerful name in all of the world. And you know the name, it's Yeshua. For every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that this Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior of all. I've preached myself happy up in here. Jesus, the holy and anointed one of Israel, Yeshua. He is the word of God made flesh. John 1, 1, he's the image of the invisible God, Colossians 1. And lastly, he is the creator of all things. See, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Look, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him. And this is what he says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, who is, who was, and who is to come. The Almighty One, El Shaddai. It's Jesus, my friend. Look no further. There's nobody like Jesus. He is the lover of your soul. I love that phrase. There's nobody like Jesus, our Savior and Lord. 
The message is timeless, the price we could not afford. On the cross, he bore our shame. Suffering, he died our souls to reclaim. Three days later, he rose from the grave, purchased our pardon. We are no longer enslaved. Jesus is the answer. Put your faith in Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the one and only Savior offering hope for toil and strife. When the burdens seem too hard in Him, find help and comfort. Let His angels be your guard. I have a friend named Jesus. There's no other friend like he. I have a friend named Jesus gave his life to set me free. I have a friend named Jesus, a perfect sinless man. I have a friend named Jesus. For me, he has a plan. I have a friend named Jesus. On him, I can rely. I have a friend named Jesus. All my needs, he will supply. Can you say that with me? All my needs, he will supply. He is the only Savior, friend, look no further. I'm telling you, Jesus is the missing piece. Jesus is the creator of all things. Look unto him, the author and the perfecter of your faith. If your strength is is small, look your eyes unto the hills, for this is where your help comes from. It comes from Jesus. He's your paraclete. He's the one that comes alongside of you. He's your husband. He's your provider, your protector, your peace. He's the one that has all power and glory in the palm of His hands. There are not many ways to heaven. Can somebody say amen? There's only one way to heaven. And it's through the nail-pierced hands of Jesus Christ. There's, There's many ways to hell, but there's only one way to heaven. And it's through Him. He is the door. He is the good shepherd. He is the bread that came down from heaven. He is the eternal time clock. He is the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley, the alpha and the omega. He he is the prince of peace. He's the God of, of, of pieces. He can put all of your pieces back together and paint a beautiful picture. I'm telling you, look to him. Don't look to the left and the right. He is precious in your sight. Just Jesus. If you didn't know, the title of this podcast is Jesus. This is the word of the day. Go share the word with the world. He is the one that the world is seeking. He is the one that can satisfy the aching of your soul. Hallelujah. Let the name of the Lord be praised today. I just feel the presence of the Lord in in the studio today. We are on the revival road. Jesus Christ is the original revival man. May he put the spiritual defibrillators upon your heart today and shock you back into rhythm. I'm telling you, there's a road and it's, it's, it's least traveled. Broad is the gateway to hell, but narrow is the road to life. If you want to experience true life, give your life to Jesus Christ. And and I promise you, you will be getting the better end of the deal. God is with you, and his name is Jesus, and his eye is on you. And your best days are not behind you. Your best days are before you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I bless you today with this word. I hope that Jesus has spoken something special to you. This is who he is. And when you find out who he is, suddenly you find out who you are. 
and what he created you to do, but more importantly, who he created you to be. The cross before me, the world behind me. Focus on the cross of Jesus Christ. It's shaped like a plus sign. I'm telling you, if you seek ye first the kingdom of Christ, all of these things will be added unto you. When you get Jesus, you get everything. Jesus plus nothing is everything. Is anybody with me? Go in peace today. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Just Jesus. Jesus Jesus, I'll see you next week.